Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thank you for joining us for uh, this final episode of of the series that we've been doing in the month of October, partnering with National Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Uh, Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to the two testimonies as well as our interview with licensed professional counselor Dana Hargis. Um, Today we wanted to take a moment and we wanted to connect with someone locally, someone that actually works in the field as an advocate um, for for any victims of of domestic violence. And so our guest today is Lacey Davidson. She is formerly an advocate at the Crisis Control Center um, that serves multiple Southern Oklahoma counties. Lacey, could you tell me real quick, which counties does the Crisis Control Center serve? We serve Bryan, Atoka, half of Johnson, um, in Marshall. Okay, so a lot of a lot of the area where our listeners um, and, and people that are involved in our ministry at Entourage come from. Uh, Lacey, how long have you been an advocate at the Crisis Control Center, and um, what exactly does that even mean? So I've been an advocate for eight years. Um, what I do is assist clients with filing protective orders safety planning and getting them to a safe location, you know, whether that be our shelter or another facility. And we assist them with finding jobs and housing resources that, you know, if they need counseling for anything, um, just really whatever they ask, we help them provide. And if we can't do it ourselves, we will get them somewhere um, that can help. That's awesome. So you just kind of stand in the gap with whatever needs to happen to really make a bridge for um, for victims to move out of a crisis situation into um, into a more stable situation. It sounds like is that correct? Yes, ma'am. That is that is awesome. Um, okay, so as I'd mentioned to you in our, our pre-interview, I I just had um, really three simple questions I wanted to ask. Um, Entourage is a faith-based community of women, and and so while we recognize that domestic violence is not specific to women, um, some of my questions may be. Um, maybe narrowed in in that way because of our particular audience. So my first question is, um, as a community of faith, that being entourage, or we'll just say any woman in any church anywhere, anyone part of a community of faith, what can we do to serve those in domestic violence or those who are coming out of domestic violence? I think the first thing that anyone can do is just listen. Like, listen to your friend, your relatives, you know, an acquaintance, just talk. And um, a lot of times victims feel like their story is not believed. And we know that sometimes the crazier a story, the more truth there is to it. Yeah. Um, but then there's simple things that you can do. Um, we have people donate items all the time. And we have people that just want to 
donate money and they volunteer their time and just really anything that you could think of is you can serve domestic violence victims. Okay. Well, I like that you talked about uh, listening, and, and that's something that came up in the interview with with Dana as well. And so this question kind of piggybacks on on the back of, of that. What red flags should we be aware of as a faith community in making sure that those around us are not in trouble? So maybe as we're being intentional, just in general about loving women in our community, loving our neighbors, and, and as we're in a relationship where we might just be listening organically to someone, what are the what are the signs that we should be aware of or look for that would alert you as an advocate because you're familiar with, um, you know, kind of the um, the fruit of a, a we'll call it fruit I guess the fruit of a of a situation that's unhealthy or where there's domestic violence. What are those things that we need to be aware of to be listening for and looking for to recognize a sister that is in crisis? So if your gut tells you that there's something wrong, there's probably something wrong. And most of the time women in domestic violence relationships will make excuses for their significant other on a regular basis. So if there's a family barbecue, but, you know, like he doesn't show up and he's always ill every time he doesn't show up. And if she's wearing long sleeves and it's warm outside, she probably has a breathing. Low self-esteem is another indicator of domestic violence. Um, someone that jumps from relationship to relationship, and that, that goes along with the low self-esteem and a domestic violence indicator. Um, really just if you feel like there is anything off about their conversation and what they're saying about their significant others, it's, it's probably a good chance of domestic violence. So if, say that was the case with me, that I had a friend that I had observed some of those things about uh, just um, either physical observations or the some of the other things you mentioned, what would my first course of responsible action be to to, com- to ask my friend about it in a safe and private way? Or is there a better way to, to address maybe the concern that is becoming clear to me? So... With that person being a friend, like you, you're going to know them, you know, pretty well than I would. And if you feel like you could get them to open up to you while y'all are alone and discuss some things, that's you know, great. You can just ask them if everything is okay. Like, do they need to talk about anything? Um, or you can just give them a piece of paper with our phone number on it and just say, hey, I heard these people can help with a lot of things. If you need them for something, give them a call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of this, um, as with all the other episodes in the series, there's going to be all of the contact information, uh, including the one for the, the crisis control center that Lacey's with. If you um, are experiencing this and need to get in touch with them, or if you are a friend wanting to reach out, would that be appropriate, Lacey, if a friend has questions to call the center to speak with whoever um, whoever is on call or an advocate to try and and navigate how to best help their friend. Is that an appropriate thing to do? Yes, and we actually get phone calls quite often where friends are calling to see kind of what they need to do. And if there's anyone in particular they need to talk with, what phone number to give, those kinds of things. Okay. And this, I have a, a friend personally, I didn't know her when she walked through this, 
but um, she came out of a, a domestically violent situation. And honestly, she was so um, in denial about it that um, she didn't believe that she was in one. And a friend, maybe a relative, had talked her in to going to her local crisis center. And they did a basic questionnaire and intake form about her relationship. And when they when they slid the, the form back to her after she'd filled it out, she was at a hundred percent on every every answer indicating that she was in a violent relationship. And that's always just stood out to me that she genuinely went in thinking that she was in a healthy relationship and came out with a hundred percent affirmation that there was nothing nothing um, nothing healthy or safe about it at all. Do you find that that is common or or happens sometimes, or do you think that was an isolated thing with my friend? I think it's pretty common, and we do those as well. And it does kind of, like when you see it on paper, it does help that victim kind of really see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are so thankful for uh, for the services that you all provide in our community. You had mentioned a, a list of ways to get involved, whether supporting financially, donating items, volunteering, or whatever. Is there any um, really specific need that comes to mind right right now, or even seasonally as we're going into the into the holidays? Is there something specific and tangible that if our listeners just want to grasp onto one thing that they could do to support you all? Uh, that would be most helpful as we finish out the year? We always, always need toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning supplies. Okay. And where are you located at that those could be dropped off, those cleaning supplies, toilet paper, paper towels? And as a ministry, as Entourage, we will um, we will make a donation and bring some of those things by um, as well. I know that we've, we've partnered in, in the past on some things, where Miss Meadows has has shared excess with us that has ministered to women that we minister with, and and um, I know that we've been able to to serve um, some some victims with other services that we have as well. So we definitely want to partner in that way. But if someone else wants to drop off some of those supplies, where could they do that at? Our public office is located at one fifteen North Twelfth here in Durant. It's Sweet C, and if you know where Salitas is, we're right behind Salitas. Okay. I know exactly where you're talking about. So, um, and again, ladies listening to this, the contact information and phone number is going to be at the end of this episode. Lacey, my final question is you've done a great job of just giving us a really um, high level overview. And that was my goal for everyone to have a basic understanding of of what the Crisis Control Center does. Um, but again, as a faith community, and you're also part of a, a faith community, I've, I've met you at, at church before. Um, do you feel like there's an area that we could improve in better serving victims? Or do you feel like, um, you know, that help is is sufficient and I realize that's a broad question, but that's really what's on my that's what's on on my heart just in in thinking about it because as I prepared for this podcast series, I tried to think outside of knowing people personally that had a testimony of coming out of domestic violence. I tried to think about if I'd ever really heard it addressed much in the context of a of a, a faith community, and I really couldn't um, 
pull up a, a specific recollection. And so it just made me kind of wonder, man, is there kind of a gap here that, that needs to be filled a little bit? Could you speak to that at all? Um, I think that the entourage, I mean, from my understanding, you guys cover a wide range. Um, and just the women that you deal with on a daily basis, like just talking to them about it a little bit. I mean, a lot of people know of domestic violence through TV and having a, you know, a family member or a friend. Um, but it is, it does kind of get hidden a little bit through religion. And um, some people are still back in the days of, you know, you do what your husband says no matter what. Um, and I don't believe that Jesus ever meant for anyone, God never meant for anyone to be abused. So it's just kind of filling that gap of like just talking, like women talking with women about domestic violence, what it is, you know, and just being open to answering questions and, you know, giving them assistance and help where you can. Like, even if that is just, I don't, you know, telling them, I don't know enough information, but I can help you find someone that does. Just standing up for that woman and kind of being an advocate for them as much as you can. Sure. Sure. And I, and I think that could go for a variety of, of, of issues as well. Sometimes it's easier, and certainly I've felt at this in my life, it's easier to be silent on something than to address something that's a little bit foreign or a little bit um, scary. Um, and so, but we definitely don't want to, we don't want to be silent at the expense of someone, someone else. And, um, and just in, to conclude this, I'd heard a teacher teaching on a, a passage in Acts this week, and it it's the passage where Paul is teaching for a long time in someone's house, and there's this uh, young guy sitting in the window. And it says that the young guy falls asleep, and he, he falls out of the window, and everyone thinks he's dead, and, and Paul says, oh, he's not dead, he's, he's sleeping, and presumably kind of raises him back back to life or resurrects him. But what the minister said that just ministered to me was, why was no one, why did no one notice that there was, that he had fallen asleep? Why did no one notice <laughs> that he was in that harmful, you know, situation, even though it ended great because God is, is good, but why did no one notice that? And so uh, we don't want to ever neglect to notice those around us who are in a harmful type of situation. So, Thank you so much for um, shining some light on on what you guys do today, on how we can partner, and um, and we hope that support comes to you all in some form or fashion through this uh, through this episode. But with that, that's really all I have, Lacey. I, I thank you for your time and um, honor you for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Bye. Ladies, thank you for joining us in this uh, special series concerning domestic uh, violence and domestic violence awareness. If you are in an abusive situation, we want to at this time give you some contact information um, that you can access immediately. So if you are in the Texoma area with us, we have a crisis control center that serves Bryan, Atoka, Marshall, and Johnston counties. Their emergency hotline number is 580-924-3030. That's 580-924-3030. 
There is a statewide hotline that is a 24-hour safe line, and that phone number is 1-800-522-7233. And um, at that phone number, they'll be able to provide assistance with safety planning, crisis intervention, emergency shelter and advocacy to victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking. Um, There's a national domestic violence hotline, 1-800-799-7233. There's also a national teen dating abuse helpline, uh, 1-866-331-9474. And I would would say also, um, if you are are on the other of, on the other side, not in an emergency situation, but looking for a next step of, of recovery um, within the faith community, even perhaps to visit celebraterecovery.com. Um, they they walk people through many things, and you could find a local chapter in your area, um, and and that may be a good place to start with engaging in community that's confidential. Uh, that it, that is safe. But again, if you are in the Texoma area with us on the Oklahoma side of the Red River, you can contact 580-924-3030. And that is for our local crisis center. Um, if we can be praying for you, uh, please let us know at entourageministries.com. Thank you for your time. May you be blessed. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 